0: Welcome to Vice of Issues, the foul mouth, spoiler combo comic book podcast, where two comic fans and two non-comic fans talk about controversial comic books and comic book history. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Phil. And
2: I'm Daryl. Oh, wait, or am I Phil? Or am I Ryan? I'm having
0: an, <laughs> an identity <laughs> crisis?
2: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: God, so, to, to intro this, we should have the segue that led to this. Where, where do, do you intro sh-
1: this? Ha-
0: I'm having an identity crisis. Guys, I, seriously, I, help me.
1: To Deadly secrets, private hells. <laughs> to ex- okay, so comics <laughs> event of the year begins here.
0: <laughs> to segue from our last episode, this one uh, we were talking about. Oh, the comics are so dark now. That's why Al Moore sucks. Fuck him. He did all, he, all these things I don't like. Al Rhino's like I don't like the cynicism. I don't like the rape. I don't like comics making Batman a, uh, into an asshole. I don't like uh, I like heroes making a, something to aspire to. And then simultaneously he holds that opinion and then goes to say this moment of my favorite comics. I didn't favorite, my say it was eras my of favorite of comics. comics. <laughs> In the past, I'm pretty sure you said it was one of your favorite comics. No, I didn't say that. Okay, I do I like, bet, I bet at some
1: point you have. In, you... The, in the past, I feel like everything's been your favorite yes. thing. Yes, and also, point. even <laughs> if you don't say
0: this is your favorite comic, you always say this era that this led to, this very dark, cynical era, is one of your favorite eras of comics, too. So. That is actually true. Yes, yeah, so but... <laughs> Ryan is a massive hypocrite, and you will all write yes, to shun him in the comments of our last episode for hating Al Moore because he <laughs> uh, likes everything Al Moore uh, has done in terms of uh, affecting the universe after all. Okay.
1: Uh, also fuck you ryan but uh i also like this this book is good <laughs> hey, <laughs> this book is
2: good i also i really did enjoy this and we'll get into like the pros and cons we'll, we're yeah. doing a deep dive this is going to be yeah. a two-parter because we have a lot to discuss with yes
0: this. so to clarify I want to clarify. We made a point last episode, and now we're going to completely undermine it by showing yes. how good <laughs> Alan Moore's changes made at DC universe. Yes. right we Cohen.
1: weren't co- we weren't like all set on that though.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, yeah. Me and Phil aren't going to be the hypocrites here. We're going to be like, this is what Alan Moore has done has paved the
1: correct road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is
0: more. I mean, of what I'm I saying, i Ryan's hypocrite. Ryan is a,
3: yeah. a monster. I'm a piece of shit. Right. So this this is a doozy of a book that actually has been on our list to cover since like when we were planning the initial stages of the podcast. Yes.
2: And I knew nothing about it going in, like, usually I at least have some... I mean, other than, like, really old stuff. But I feel like some some of the stuff in the 2000s I at least know of or have heard recommended. Or maybe I'm getting all my crises confused. and Maybe yeah. I was recommended this, but I think of, like, Infinite Crisis on it This Earth. is an
3: interesting event because it's... So we're doing Identity Crisis from 2004, written by Brad Meltzer and drawn by Rags Morales... And it's a seven-issue miniseries that is, like, hailed as, like, an event comic, but it's... it's... It is an event
0: comic, but it's not, it's like, a typical event comic with a big explosions, monster evading the city. It, there's no, like,
2: big bad that everyone has to, like, get together and there face There is. Together. It's, it's
1: uh, Dr. Light. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's it's a qu- I, I, I call it a quieter event because it's not, like... All, every character's status quo shifts and, like, Superman dies. And, like, it's more...
0: Uh, it is an event in deck. Uh, a lot of mandates are put into it. Like, this character has to die. This that's true. Die. That's true. So it it's, a it's
3: more focused on the smaller characters. And the way the bigger characters factor in are more tertiary or, like, lore-based than I think... Yeah. Like, when you look at, like, right after this was Infinite Crisis, which is a story about, like... Superman fighting other Superman.
1: Wait, Infinite Crisis is different than Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. God yeah, damn it, Phil, you know, the it... adjective goes before the crisis.
3: In defense of that Infinite Crisis is a sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay.
1: When you recommend when you said oh we're going to we're going to do Identity Crisis, I thought infinite crisis i thought they were the same thing and now i'm like there are three
0: things that i've heard that are all not the same thing and so it's the final crisis and Zero arrow is called uh, a crisis in time and all this other shit <laughs> yes. this is why this is why
2: <laughs> comics are kind of a bit impenetrable when you're trying yes. to like if you yes. want to get into lore unless you already have like a thirst for that
0: uh, there's nothing i hate more the more thing i hate more and i always to Ryan. Ryan thinks it's not a big deal and i always say fuck you it's a big deal we're using titles too so often and making it confusing where to start
1: yeah no i Wait, think is that's fair. Are, are all the
0: crises dc yes. yes the crisis is dc's thing that's why identity crisis has nothing to do with other crises that's why it's stupid to call this in the first place yes. it's doing it just because to be like oh it's like it's a new event identity crisis but it has nothing to do with the other mm. crisis at all it's, it's just yeah. for like that's what i mean like they use it just for name recognition but it has nothing to, to tie into the other just just confusing for sake of confusion mm.
3: and one of the things i want to point out too about this story is just like when we talked about way 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 back when civil war is often viewed, either Civil War or Avengers Disassembled, as, like, the start of, like, modern Marvel, where it's, like, the event-heavy kind of, like, new status quo's jump-on-point era. And I feel like Identity Crisis is the beginning of the, like, bigger universe, more cohesive DC universe that also is more convoluted, because the more cohesive it is, the more things cross over and the more of a mess it is. But this is kind Mm -hmm. of like... This was a jumping-on-point for a lot of people. Yeah. uh, For the thousands era. And one of the things that I want to say about the story is, to me, I feel like this Marvelized the universe a little bit more, where it, it has a focus on making the characters more unique and human than just the Superman and Batman and Flash and Green Lantern are all these strong jawed. So like, we should we should clarify because you always say
0: that uh, uh, that this is where Marvelization happens. But we should clarify like how important how big that is because. Uh, Mar- we always like the quote cliche is uh, Marvel is uh guys trying to be gods and DC is gods trying to be guys basically yeah. like, uh, trying to be human.
3: And that's not to say that DC hasn't had relatable yes. characters like in here the the we have Wally West as Flash and Kyle Rayner as Green Lantern in 2 guys. That, that's kind of talked I want about to make before.
0: because in the 90s is when they started introducing new heroes that are more relatable. What they started like uh, in the 80s too. 80s and 90s started at least introducing new heroes that are relatable and uh, as we saw in uh, Return, uh, Return of Superman, and Death of Superman too, the stories got dark, but the like the classic heroes were still uh, like shiny beacons of heroism in those stories. Like, Superman yes. does not go through much uh, selling of his character in that story arc.
2: Mm-hmm. Not, like, at all. Superman yeah. is, untarnished for anything, he's, like, elevated yeah. Yeah, to, via hey, so, his death.
0: Yeah, and this was... The f- so, like, the, the, new me- the method in the 90s was to introduce new heroes like Superboy and... Uh, Kyle Rayner that would be the more relatable characters but this was the first time that now they're like no now even the characters you thought were uh, uh, clandestine now they have flaws too
3: yeah and even though like we had a lot of those relatable characters I feel like this is one of the first stories that tried to make the universe like that where well the universe that's that's why that's why I disagree on that because the 90s got really dark in a lot of weird ways
0: like Coast City got fucking obliterated. How how John became Parallax? He tried to fucking. But what I
3: mean, what I mean, not that this like pushed the universe in that direction. What I mean is like the characters until this point, with the exception of like just Link International, which is a whole side thing. But I just want to put that caveat before everyone asks me because <laughs> it's my favorite. But for the most part, the universe didn't have characters using each other's first names. It was always Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You didn't have a lot of like. Characters that seemed like they had friendships and weren't just team ups. You know there, what I mean? There were exceptions,
0: like yeah, uh, uh, Green Arrow and uh, uh, Green Lantern, but uh, this was when they came the norm that everyone. Yeah, played.
3: exactly. That's what I mean. So it Marvelized the universe in a way that made it feel more. Lived in as a whole instead of having lived in corners in this big. Like they, they were
2: friends and not work associates. Yes, exactly. that was the, I it was kind of weird reading this because the entire time, like they mostly refer to each other by their first name on this th- stuff, and I completely like I have never heard Superman referred to as Clark but for, by someone other than his parents.
0: But that's right. Yeah. They do a lot. Like if you read a lot of comics they do it all the time. I actually love that. Like that's one change I really love. For that yeah. Delivered. I love, especially in like in the moments of extreme duress and stuff like that. They always it's 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 more um, like it's like Superman. Don't worry about your dad's death. It's more more and more emotionally, like Clark. It's okay. Like I'm here for you. Or yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, more
1: normal because it's like, <laughs> like if you if this is actually your friend, you would call them by their name. What yeah.
3: are you
2: talking about, teaching man?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like Phil and I aren't like you know like Mister So and So outside. Mister Tudor and a teaching <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there's we're obviously when we when I say that I really like this book, there's obviously going to be some asterisks to that, and anyone who's familiar with the book can probably guess why it's super controversial and why we want to cover it, mm-hmm. and. We should clarify that uh,
0: one reason we want to cover it is because I hated it, and Joe and Ryan loved it, and they yeah. wanted to have this so we could so they could dunk on me, show me how wrong I was. Which may Unlike happen.
3: Unlike Sly, I don't like to have episodes just to make fun of my friends, but if the <laughs> shoe fits, might as well. <laughs> it's interesting that you hated
2: it because I feel like reading this. There's so many parts of it that aim for that. Like I, I, would term it by ambition. Like when I was reading this, I'm like, clearly, this writer wants to tell a story about family with this, this, um, this m- mode of storytelling. Like what he's doing here at the plot. Yeah.
0: Well, my problem with it at the time was related to the Simpson's argument we had before. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I'm, uh, I warmed up a little bit on it now is because, um, especially in hindsight, um, I can see more of the good qualities. Uh, especially
1: now that we've read so much Mark Millar it's like
0: yeah now I can't call it bad but like even for like uh, uh like this is better than any Marvel event I've ever read in my life so that's as as said something but, and
3: yeah. one other because it's a 2 parter we can go into a little more detail I do want to talk about the creative team a little bit cuz with Brad Meltzer he was a crime author and I've never read any of his prose, but he was not a comic book writer. And then he came into DC to write this event. And one thing that I find very interesting is, I didn't know that at the time when I first read it. And usually when they hire a non-comic book writer to come shake up the universe, they like completely throw away continuity and they're like, we're going to do, you know, I'm going to do whatever I well, want. Well, now,
0: when they were doing this yeah. initiative in the 2000s, they had like Josh Whedon and Orson Scott Card and other people write for it. The comics but they were like writers that were comic fans like mm-hmm. uh, brad melcher said he loved the silver which is, which is funny because he really uh twists a lot of things silver age around but he said Also he said, for the record
3: he twists the bronze age satellite errors the bronze, yeah, bronze age. age but he says
0: he, he's in love with <laughs> he's in love with, he said he, he specifically said silver age himself so he said he loved the silver age fucking hack doesn't know the lore yeah and he said <laughs> it's funny because he said but it's, it's, it's funny because um it's one of those instances in comics that are very common, where he basically grew up with the comics, and everyone said those are dumb comics where nothing matters, you're just bunch people punch each other. You're you're dumb for liking them, you fucking nerd. And then when you grew up, he's like, I'll show them. I'll make them dark and edgy, and I'll show them that Superman and fucking Batman are cool. Look at look how fucking serious this comic is, and as but like Brad Meltzer was a fan of these characters. Growing up, that's definitely
2: to... like just like a premature correlation between like violence and maturity. I know I had that correlation like growing up as a yeah. teenager,
0: but, but mm-hmm. there's like but, uh, Brad Meltzer is one of the examples of uh, uh uh wanting to darken up the universe to make it more adult so people that grew up with it will now appreciate the new darker turn, kind yeah, of yeah.
3: But he does throw in a lot of continuity like a yes. lot more than I would expect for this like new mystery writer coming into the comic scene, probably a bit too much than it needs. Okay, that's pa- that's,
1: that, that's I, you know. I thought there were a lot of characters in this, like I do with every event we read. <laughs> but I didn't think they like cl- clogged the plot. Like, I, I, they were used in a, in a way that I didn't think bothered me, even though I didn't know most
0: of them. I, I think th- I think the actual cast is very focused. Like, there's a very central cast. Most of the other ones I have to know is whatever they say about them. Like, hey, that's the guy who does this, and that's the guy who does that. Like, see, I'm tr- I'm trying to think
2: about it because. It does have a
0: lot of instances
2: where there are single panels where it just says, and here's this guy. I'm trying to think how that's different from something where you have Cry for Justice. where they, in- Maybe it's because in that it treats them disrespectfully by like just killing them off.
0: But more, <laughs> but like uh, uh, Cry for Justice, they went into their history for no reason, and then they just announced they died off panel or something like that. Like here, mm. uh, the calculator, all you have to know, like, there's a guy called The Calculator. He is like a computer guy. All you have to know, he's a computer guy, and now he's like the... Waypoint for all the other villains in the story. Like, like you don't have to know. I don't know anything about the calculator. I literally don't know anything about the calculator. I got I'm, the just of the character. I'm thinking
2: more stuff where they like show like the other teams fighting against
1: villains, or they show like the villain headquarters. I thought that was cool because it, it's like you know this. What it does is it gives you a, scal- a, a sense of scale because like this event is so big that every hero is like up in arms over this, mm-hmm. and then you see all these characters that like I, I didn't think. Oh, I don't know this guy, so this sucks. I'm like, it looks like every DC hero in the goddamn world yeah. is is trying to find. This thing
3: and the characters that matter in the plot, they're they do some narration where they're like, "This is his wife," or "This is you know they were partners," or like I feel like they do give you some of it, but it was very hard for me to read this from that perspective because when I read it, I was already pretty entrenched in the DC universe. So I'm definitely curious as we go through it how you guys feel about it.
0: I also I also when I read it the first time, much younger. I felt it was very followable, and I, 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 I never really had. But I, in general, I never had the problem that Darryl was like I need to know everyone is their backstory before I get to a story. Like I can.
2: It, it's followable, but it's interrupted by like here's this guy just real quick. Anyway, back to the story. Oh, here's the, this guy real quick.
0: That's why I mean. I say there's some too, there's too much continuity in some, certain spots because there's a few times where they pause the story just to give continuity. Uh, like a certain scene of how Jordan we'll get into later, I feel like I mean, they could have they come. I'm, I'm also a
2: person, when mm-hmm. I'm reading a book, if there's a word I don't know, I look it up
3: in a dictionary. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I think that's maybe Daryl. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and lastly, the penciler, Rags Morales. He is somebody that I feel like gets dumped on a lot for his work. And there are a couple panels that maybe stand out as kind of quirky or not perfect but i actually think this is the most i've ever liked rags's art and i think he's a really good fit for this book i don't know about you guys
2: yeah, i thought it was a good fit too it's one of those where it's like i wasn't like really into reading it just for his art i was kind of mm. by like issue three i think i was really into the plot and the writing but like the it was serviceable
0: it, it is very uh typical 2000s maybe. dc art which is why I've always kind of underrated Rags Morales. I do think he's a very competent artist, but mm-hmm. I, it was one of those things where this is, I might as well get to a little bit because we might uh, we were talking about modern comics. Uh, mm-hmm. With modern comics, the coloring I feel like always overshadows the, the ink work. Uh, this era, this era where it's heavy gradients, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of different stray colors. When there's a red, it's a pure red. There is no a color palette. Like when Flash was up, they use, they use the same. Uniform red like it's like in um, animation they have like this is this discounted red. That's his trademark red That's kind of what like what kind of RC- coloring they did back then in this era And mm-hmm. I feel like it makes the coloring very it's the coloring is very involved While also being very lifeless because it uses such a flat coloring method Like mm-hmm. uh, if you see if you learn about uh, heavy coloring you don't use like a flat red you like you, if it's like, like a sunny set a sunny scene you use a very reddish orange or like if it's a, if you want to make a very bright scene maybe use a, a pink that's closer to red like or, mm-hmm. or if it's a nice scene, you use a purple that's closer to red but you never use a pure red like that's like one of the first things you learn when you try to make like dynamic coloring but this is like when they're trying to uh, this is when they're still using like uniform set colors for every character like superman always has the same blue green arrow always has the same green every if you look at every single fucking panel it's always the same fucking green but uh the coloring is getting more involved while it's still being dull in how it's presented
2: but like, during like night scenes, I think they have... Yeah, night scenes stuff. are the one
0: exception, but that's pretty much the only two modes. Day and night. Those are the only mm. two. Mm. Okay. Uh, Flash becomes purple night, but that's the only change, really. <laughs>
3: purple. Okay, so now I'm ready to get into it. The elevator pitch for this book, like the overall outline, is that all the heroes are brought together because their significant others, like their wives and parents and so on and so forth, are being threatened or hunted or even killed by the by some mystery villain and that's the big mystery is like we have to stop it before other people get killed and while that's going on, we get to learn some hidden retcon secrets from the past. That's pretty much the outline of the whole mystery.
2: I, I think that if you find the idea of a somehow there's a villain going around killing the spouses and loved ones of superheroes kind of interesting like me, I think you should try and read this book before you just hear it spoiled. Yeah, yes. I, yeah I, I think agree. the way th- – I did not see the twist at the end coming at all.
0: Yes. I actually
1: didn't like the ending, but I like the rest of it. Yeah, like, I don't
0: like the ending, either, but we'll get into that.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get into it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, one thing I just want to warn is that when because the mystery is hunt- people hunting hero spouses, there mm-hmm. is a lot of violence and sexual violence against women in this book. So, just be warned about that going forward. It's, it's like
2: one very specific scene. Yeah, it's...
3: but it's a pretty specific scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, God, and there we'll is more uh, anti-woman tropes.
0: There are most many, main narrators in the story, and a lot of bad things happen to the woman in the story, but there are no woman narrators in the story whatsoever. There's like yeah. six oh. narrators, there's no woman narrators. So
2: yeah, that is, that is really interesting. I wonder... Yeah, because they could have done it because there's a whole bunch of there's a lot characters. of women characters too Yeah, yeah they but, just don't, but they all
0: the men are, are important right. and all the bad stuff happens to the women yeah
3: so that's that's <laughs> yeah. where the asterisk which, which again yeah. it's
2: like the unfortunate thing when it's like all of your big brand superheroes other than like Wonder Woman are, are men but this men. is about focusing yeah, on the less,
0: lesser known characters and a, a woman character is one of the central plot points like yeah yeah. Like multiple women characters. Like oh, this plot could not happen without the woman characters at all. Like even like the mo- most powerful woman on the team, she has the most implant on the actual plot events, but she does not re- you never see what yeah, her Yeah, that
2: that's an yeah. interesting leaving her out by omission instead of focusing more on like I guess Green Arrow. Green Arrow. arrow. How
0: he Green Arrow how does Green Arrow feel about her <laughs> <seconds>? <laughs> So yeah, but- so just keep that in mind going <laughs> forward. So Yeah. So I'm mean, gonna just quickly run through the mo- most most important cast so we can like have that out of the way. Mm-hmm. so it's about like uh, mostly about a set uh, just a league team from the 70s uh, the most important ones are Green Arrow who you probably know a little bit but if you don't know him in the comics he's like always been a more, uh, more morbidly like I'm willing to do what's necessary kind of guy like he's one of the few willing to kill he killed Prometheus because fuck Prometheus <laughs> yeah it's, it's also interesting because he's
2: painted in a way that where it is like that vigilante but it's not like edgy i wouldn't say like he's not no. like like punisher where it's like well you need to kill them to keep them down and instead he's like i'm trying to be like on the good side of history at all times yeah. even if it yeah. means i do bad things
0: uh satana so who is the character that we're referring to that does a lot of important things but never actually says much no she says
1: <laughs> <and Yeah. laughs> <yeah>. she speaks <laughs>
0: backwards and activates magic spells like uh if she says the word backwards the thing she says backwards happens it's a really so if she weird... says
3: pots everyone stops yeah Positive.
0: It's oh. so dumb because
1: like I'm like that you have actually one of the most powerful powers in like this this universe. universe yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it seems weird that she's not like a like, like next of, to Superman. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. She,
2: can't
0: she just freeze Superman? Yeah, Ban- Batman is considered a, a legend and she's not according to this book. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Yeah, and so, she
2: says a thing and freezes people, but Batman knows how to beat her though. So, uh, screw her. Does he though? Uh, does he? Yeah, he he just like shines a laser in her eye and she can't say anything because it hurts.
0: Uh, the, we have the Atom, uh, who is Ryan's, one of his, Ryan's favorite characters. Who can shrink he's down. a scientist who shrinks. And uh, we have Wally West, Ryan's favorite Flash, who is who was like uh, son of the Flash. Everyone knows Barry, who's in the, the movies and the TV shows. Uh, that's a son, he's uh, this nephew, nephew nephew, and he becomes uh, Barry's successor after Barry dies in, in the continuity. Uh, we have Kyle. which talked about the Green episodes after uh, the original. Uh, green, uh, the the most, most prominent Green Lantern, the one played by Ryan Reynolds, went crazy. He became Green Lantern. Oh, and Birdman. Uh, Hawkman doesn't really do much. I'm not gonna get too much. No, no. I,
2: I feel like Hawkman actually contributes yeah. more than Kyle does. I do too. He
0: does, but I, I bring up Kyle. I bring up Kyle. I bring up Kyle mostly because of his. He's like the audience vessel along with Wally. Yeah. But he is needless. Like Kyle could be cut from the story. But, and we actually. Uh, it would make a, a key scene much better, actually. But
3: Hawkman's just like a guy dressed like a hawk that's really militaristic.
0: Yes, uh, hmm. he was like a alien general, uh, elongated man. Who he's a stretchy guy who's a detective, and his wife. You mean Mister Fantastic? Uh, uh, like Ryan always likes to mention, uh, DC wanted to make Plastic Man, but they didn't realize they had really had the rights to Plastic Man, so they made Elongated Man. And <laughs> now they have both of them: Plastic Man and El- Elongated Man.
3: Also, fuck you, Phil. Elongated Man came out first. Who's
2: Elastic Man? Did I make that up? Is that not a Plastic person?
0: Man? Plastic Man. I think he made a
2: Plastic
1: Man. Okay. <laughs> and- <laughs> I wasn't saying that 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 he ripped off Miss Fantastic. Just that so many of these characters have analogs. Yes. When you yes. like swinging scientists, I just always think Hank Pym, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: All these DC yeah, characters came man. first. Jeez. yeah. Fucking Marvel zombies over here. Yeah.
0: But I don't get a man. His nose wiggles when he senses a crime going on, <laughs> and he goes and becomes a detective. Uh, that's that's what makes them different from Plastic Man. Plastic man is more goofy, elongated man, more detective. Also,
3: elongated man, and his like whole shtick has always been like him and his wife go across the country. His wife Sue solving mysteries together. They're like a yeah. fun, like oh, that's so they like, used to
2: be a thing before this. Oh
3: yeah, yeah they. It, was, it since, wasn't like, just
2: the like fridging her for fun, kind no, of. No, she, she was Here's actually my f- wife. Now she's dead.
0: And she was a symbol of like a the, her and like the, the comics that. You're part of where we're symbolic of the fun, carefree DC era. Mm. So, of course, it uh, had to be ruined of the story. Yeah. So, uh, what else? Uh, we have Boomerang. Uh, if you know from Suicide Squad, <laughs> he throws Boomerang at people. He's, he, he, and he might say he's a joke villain, but that's the point. And that's part of his purpose here. He's a joke villain that no one takes seriously. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's desperate.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dr. Light is another joke villain. He has light powers. He trapped the atom in a light bulb once. <laughs> yeah. so, so that gets into why he's considered a joke.
3: Uh, Tim Drake, Robin. third Robin after Jason Todd died. So basically, the only thing that matters is this is a Robin whose dad is alive and he lives with his dad, and his dad yeah. knows he's Robin. And, and it was
0: very important that his dad was alive because he was uh, he was the first Robin to have like a family outside of Batman. Yeah, and which
2: I was surprised when I was reading this. I'm like, I thought Batman just goes and picks up like orphans all the yes, time. Yes, and You're Tim
0: Drake You're was up. that's why Tim Drake was such an important. Character that he was an exception to that role. Like he, he, he became Robin out of his own volition, out, and he forced himself basically on Batman because he felt hmm. uh, Batman needed somebody, to, uh, a psychic to back him up because Batman was going basically insane, uh, fighting on his own crime, fighting crime every night on his own. <laughs> and getting edgier and edgier, and he said, "You need a you need a psychic to so you watch your back that you can rely on." I want to be a Robin. Like basically, and through his detective skills, he deduced that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Basically, he basically the, he blackmailed Batman. <laughs> yeah, he didn't blackmail him, but he like kept, kept he basically kept forcing upon himself. Like the Robin in uh, Dark Knight Rises is closer to Tim Drake in personality than the. Tim
3: Drake has always been an exceptionally independent character relative yeah. to other Robins. Yeah. So story opens up Wait, with a, who's long Superman? Uh, oh, and Superman. Oh, Batman. somebody
0: explained Superman. He gave him <laughs> uh, Krypton and blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it opens up with the long gated man talking like he's on stakeout uh, uh, looking after his villain called Bolt uh, well, yeah, he uses guns apparently, he's he both but he uses guns. Even, I don't know,
3: half these fucking
0: characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a character, I believe that's me just for the story. Uh, she, it's just a, a random, like, fire-based flying woman.
2: Oh, the woman that's on the stakeout with them.
0: Yeah, I assume she's made for the story because she quits after all the shit that happens in the story. Because women woman can't handle the business, am I mean, right, guys? Yes. <laughs> uh- <laughs> But basically, and, and, and uh, she starts talking with Gator Man on the stakeout watching Bolt. Now
3: she was a character for 20 years. Just oh, looking. she was? Yeah, <laughs> I was
0: going to say, like, that all these other
2: characters he brings in, but then he's like, I need this random woman to be. I here.
3: assume all these characters are, like, established characters.
2: This is Firebird. Do not steal. She has fire
3: Fire, there.
0: fire, fire. <laughs> it be even funnier <laughs> that uh, if she's an established character, because she, she, uh, she, she quits immediately
3: after Danielson gets her hand on her. But, nothing also, will be the same after identity crisis firehawk will no longer be around <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh, so they're talking and uh she asks him about uh his wife and he's like of course typical female well he's asking <laughs> my wife uh no but more more friendly than that he's just like oh, only the only the woman always asks me about my wife but and he talks about how the cute relationship
3: is and this is an established thing every year she fakes a mystery and he solves it and then yeah. that, that like leads to his, gift. For his birthday
2: yeah. Elongated Man's wife is the one that keeps putting up fake mysteries for him, because it's like yeah. a fun gag to do. Yeah, and, and that's an established
3: cute. thing. They've been doing that for decades. Like in the oh, movie. okay. Oh, that <laughs> is
2: cute then. Yeah. They included that, or starts on that.
0: And uh, one funny joke I should mention, it's not important to the plot, but uh, Superman is with his parents, and uh, his mom is trying to pay for his pants prescription, and Clark's like, I know, I'll take care of your mom. And she's like, I bet Batman does this to his parents, and Clark <laughs> just makes a face like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> was funny.
2: Mom, how could you? <laughs> Because she doesn't know, right? Yeah,
0: I know. That's why it's funny. The audience knows, but um, uh, yeah. the cactus don't. Yeah. And um, Green Arrows with his son.
3: Yeah, we get like a montage of a lot of characters. Yeah, the family. That's why that's Yeah, what I'm going with into their it. families. It's good to- while Which we get boring. like, or their really... dead
2: families, like, uh, Nightwing is hanging out at his the headstone of his of his family, mom yeah. And dad, yeah. And yeah.
3: even and while we're getting that, we're getting a narration of elongated man talking about how much he loves his wife, how like they met at a party. He was on a team up with the Flash, and she noticed Ralph, the elongated man, instead of the Flash. And like she chose yeah, everyone who... else
2: looking at the Flash at the party, and then he's alone. But then she's looking at him. Yeah, she, yeah. she, she I gotta, says,
0: like, she picked me. That's the, most, that's the most important thing about her. She always picked, she picked me
1: yeah. of everyone else. I got to say how funny some of these scenes look. Like, when everyone's looking at Flash, she, Sue is looking at, at Ralph, and his neck is just stretched out like a giraffe. I like <laughs> always love the
2: stretchy guys. Like, they they look always so chicken. silly. <laughs> they do. And that's,
0: that's what's funny about the movies. The movies have uh, yet to nail the stretchy guys. <laughs> they always look silly, even in the movies. Yeah, but I mean
1: they look silly in the comics yeah. too. I know, yes. but I mean, like,
0: I mean, like that's one thing. Like the movies, so for the most part, have made the powers somewhat believable. But the stretchy powers always look silly, like comic book-y, even. Uh, despite all the special effects they put into them and stuff like well, that. Well, that's
3: one of the reasons why I like characters like the Long Game Man because he's goofy by definition. Yeah. That, like, when he's, like, stretching around and, like, twitching his nose because he smells a mystery, like, I feel like it lends itself more to a goofy power than, like, a, like, when you look at fan stick that's, like, look at how serious we're all freaks yes. and so then he's stretching around.
0: That's, yeah. that's one what, 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 example of how it doesn't work well for serious tone. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Sue actually knows that Ralph figured out that she's gonna have a mystery for him and she's she, Knows like what she's gonna get her for what she's gonna get her for his birthday and all this stuff, but she's like, he's like, I guess, the other thing I put into this uh present box. But with all this happy imagery, it has to go bad because this is a DC comic in the 2000s. And so, who's wh- this Punisher
1: guy? At Bolt?
0: Bolt,
3: at Bolt. He's just some villain, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's like when they he's
1: a teleporter,
2: which yeah, would but- it, it does spend like a kind of surprisingly long amount of time at first.
0: A long game out. I guess it's to establish who
2: the calculator is. Yeah. So, the
0: he's... Ca- like I said, calculator is the hub for the other uh, villains. He's he's so, villain Oracle, as they say. Yes, because Oracle yeah. was what's her face, uh, Barbara Gordon, uh, uh, Batgirl. After she got crippled by Joker in Killing Joke, and she became like the hub for all superheroes. And a calculator is like we should have for villains, and that is plot relevant. We'll get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takeout goes bad because both starts getting shot up by the people he's dealing with. But as this is happening, uh, Sub didn't gets attacked. She calls for Ralph to help her, and the so Firehawk flies him back. He sees Sue's uh, burned-out corpse, um, and she also sees that she was pregnant, and uh, it was a pregnancy test inside the that, box.
2: Yeah, that was the other present he wasn't going to expect, is that she's pregnant. And We should specify, at least for like plot relevancy's sake, that it shows there's like a panel of Sue falling down with blood coming out of her nose, Yes. and then there's a person in shadow uh, pointing a gun at Sue, saying goodbye to Sue, and then they burn half of Sue's body.
0: Yeah, I think they burned the entire body, uh, but the, the art makes it look like she's wearing a shirt for some reason because it, it really only
2: only half of her gets burned because they keep showing like her half face is fine. Her half. It's hard, of it's her hard leg to tell because
0: fine. it's it's hard to tell because it's hard to tell if her lower half is just censored for sake of like comic censorship or. If she's well, also gonna... when
3: we by the time we see her body, Ralph is stretched like completely like wrapped around her, and yeah. the sprinklers are going off, and he's like almost like the artifact is he's almost like melting, like yeah. he's like losing control of his body so yeah. like the i think the panel is intentionally like obtuse yeah abstracting. I'm,
2: I'm saying like later on when they show her oh they show her more okay so yeah
3: daryl's getting that detail right for
0: me because i'm fucking it up <laughs> and so uh we see like the other heroes like noticing like oh i absolutely love my love one more that's what happened to sue and while this is happening
3: uh ray goes to meet his ex-wife so the Adam is meeting with his ex-wife and she's you know they're like friendly for the first time in a long time and they're actually signing papers
2: about like that she was granted half of his uh, assets, and she's signing back his yeah. uh, inventions to him.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's that's when Ray finds out that Sue's dead. Green Arrow uh, shows up, and he and that's when we get Green Arrow's narration. and He's, he's talking about. How now they're having every single superhero from the world like investigating area, like this. Vest- like- I really,
1: I really liked this. How they had like whatever power they could do, they did it. Like Adam was going through the fibers of the carpet because yeah, he could yeah. pick them up. And like, I don't know any of these fucking heroes, but it's like, yeah. it makes these sense. Two people, metal have,
3: bros, they're just picking yeah. metal looking. It, it for makes metal. sense when you have such a animal diverse, man is there sniffing everything. <laughs> when you
1: have such a diverse set of powers, like you can really do some crazy forensics work. Like, yeah. This guy's using, like, Motherbox technology. This guy? That's Mr. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we read a comic
2: with him, remember? Did we? I don't remember. Funky Flashman?
1: Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But 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 it's important to clarify this because uh, this mystery cheats, and this is one of the details <laughs> where it cheats, where they're like, we can't find any trace of anything. No scent, yeah. no This, this, on the this is a, one of the reasons I didn't like the ending again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the ending. Oh,
2: yeah. It's a cool idea and that's why it like it builds up the mystery so well because
1: what has happened is
2: it's like it's a
0: closed door uh, mystery like how did the And they also say
1: that th- that they that every superhero every like league member's house if they request it can be reinforced with like kryptonian, kryptonian. Apocalypton yeah. or all these like like crazy alien technologies so that if someone phases through the walls the alarms go off if someone teleports in the alarms go off if like all these things that like would make it impossible for a regular person to break in so you're like who the fuck could have done this yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's a great we'll promise. get
3: to that i think next episode when we talk yeah. about the end yeah we will yeah so they have the
0: funeral and they have a lot of nice details at the funeral they're forced to wear their costumes because uh it's be hard to keep them like this private uh, because Ralph
3: <laughs> was public with his identity yeah. so if a bunch of regular people are there like why would Bruce Wayne be there why would Clark Kent be there you know so they are kind of forced to stay in their costumes and I like this because for any like if you were a new reader and you looked at this funeral, you wouldn't recognize anyone if they weren't in costume. Like yeah. there would be no clues at all. But they address like why this looks dumb. It's cause like they have to. Uh
2: yeah. I recognize Jim Gordon there, Bucko.
1: <laughs> I like how there's two cops like like at the at the church, like just in case anything goes wrong, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's not like you back. have every superhero. Yeah. <laughs> So, and there's,
0: you know, I think I was, was touching, uh, Wonder Woman gives a speech, and Green, Green, uh, Green, Green, Green Arrow is like, monologuing in his mind, while this is happening, I don't even listen to the speech, uh, Mm -hmm. but he starts paying attention, when the end, his voice breaks, and she goes to the casket, saying goodbye sister, I thought, and then, uh, as ralph's trying to speak and he can't even do it he just breaks on crying it's like, such
1: a sad page like yeah. he's silent for the first 30 seconds and then you see people crying and each hero is trying to encourage him like come on you can do it be strong and he's well, he also crying. And crying. also it at it
2: the is... same time he's trying to make sure that he doesn't like go loopy because apparently yeah, he again. has yeah he yeah. has to focus on his form being solid which yeah. is another like sad thing he can't yeah. do
1: it yeah and then the last panel is him crying saying i can't i'm sorry he's like melt like he's like melting yeah yeah, yeah. And it's so, really sad.
0: Yeah, and, this, and it ends with, with the select team we mentioned before uh, Satana, Hawkman, uh Hawkman, Hawkman Gr- Gr- Adam, Can- Canary,
2: Satana, and uh, And
0: Black Arrow. Canary, didn't mention. Black Canary, uh, all you have to know about her is uh, she has a sign of Scream. She also doesn't have too do much. In everyone
1: else, basically every DC s- superhero ever splits up into teams to go after... I think they're, they're thinking it has to be a teleporter, so they're yeah. going after all they're, the different not teleporters. Not just a teleporter,
2: but since she was burned, they're like, oh, oh obviously yeah. it's a fire villain. So a whole bunch of people go after the f- different fire villains, and it like lists out all their stupid names. And yeah. then the other ones go after teleporters, because they're trying right. to get any information they can.
0: Uh, yeah. But this team goes to Ralph, and Ralph's like, we know who did it, we have to go after Dr. Light and to be continued. Yeah. And yeah, this was when and I, was I was like, like "Am I supposed to know him? Like, <laughs> it's
3: uh, Doctor Wily's enemy." Dr. <laughs> I didn't know Doctor Light when I first read this either. Me neither. And, but the thing that, like, yeah, the first, like, this is one of the few reveals that I feel like is not explained at all. But yeah. like right away, but they do go into pretty massive detail about who Doctor. Yeah, is yeah, next.
2: they explained more about him in this following issue. But yeah. even
3: then, it, it's it's weird as a cliffhanger,
2: being like, we need to go after Doctor Light, which is like.
0: Yeah, a little bit
3: more powerful. Is he, big? Like, is he small? Is he important?
0: Is he not? Yeah. Is he especially good because
3: Doctor Light like wasn't like an A list villain at this yeah. point either. Yeah, like he was like nobody.
0: It would have be been more, more powerful if him be like, we have to. F- I know who did it. We have to, We all know who did it. We have to go after him right now. Like that would be a more powerful ending. Like ah. if this, like this group knows. But then
3: the know. next issue starts with the reveal that it's Doctor Light, and I'm a like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So issue two begins
2: with uh the adam describing basically everything that's happened and that he's with his. Uh, wife, and he's giving her, like, a crossbow. ex-wife. Ex-wife. Excuse me. To protect herself. (laughs) Because, like, part of the story delves into the fact that now all these, like, the superheroes don't feel... They they have to protect their spouses in some way, and their family.
0: Yeah. And, uh, uh, throughout these issues, um, like, it's revealed that uh, Jean, uh, the wife, broke up up with... uh, (laughs) Ex-wife. Broke up with Ray, but uh, as like all the heroes are bonding more with each other, they're all getting closer back with like the families they lost lost touch with. Mm-hmm. So even like uh, Jean and Ray are becoming closer together yeah. throughout this process.
3: Yeah,
2: and then it cuts back to like the Green Arrow and with uh, Elastic, <laughs> damn it, elongated oh, did you say <laughs> Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. Yeah, and uh, Hawkeye spots it flashes there, just Hawk like Hawkman. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye,
0: Hawkeye, Hawkman. Hawk- <laughs> uh-huh.
2: flash is there like listening in on them i guess running i love really how fast. Fla-
1: yeah, flash just runs back and forth so fast that he's
2: invisible. fast enough he,
0: moves, he can move the speed of fucking uh, light i believe so, yeah. yeah and
2: then green lantern's also there invisible listening in but green arrow yeah. just like he knows he's like who else would be here He's
1: like Kyle. I see you there. He's like, how'd you see me? And he's like, I didn't. Good guess.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like we mentioned before, Kyle is mostly superfluous. He's there just because he's a uh, uh, tag team buddies with uh, Wally. But Wally is a really important one because he, like, he grew up uh, with, with Wally as uh, Barry as his icon. So yeah. he looks up to all these characters.
3: And just as a little comic fan note, I do really like that. It's always, it was always where, like, Green Lantern was the really assertive one, and The Flash was, like, the nice one in the background. Mm -hmm. And here the roles are reversed, and they specify that, where, like, Kyle is just like Barry Allen was, and Wally's so much like Hal. And, like, I just, that's just, like, a nice touch where it's, like, it's the same team-up, but because it's the modern age, the roles are reversed. yeah Mm -hmm. And and he's like, yeah, you're lying, so you've been... Like, what, what are you guys doing
1: here? you think we didn't notice that you're the only ones who didn't get a, a villain to go after?
0: Some of the biggest just living members all decide we're not going to be... Ralph said I'm not going to be part of a team looking for this. I'm sure. yeah. yeah, Well,
1: he, he's understandable
2: since he's grieving. Yeah, I, mean, I guess Ralph is understandable. Yeah.
0: But but like, Ralph's closest friends all decide we're not going to go looking. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so Wally's like, so what's happening? What are you guys doing? It's like, okay, we got to tell you about Dr. Light. And Ralph is the one that explains this story and it's basically up on the space station, everyone else was doing superhero stuff, and Sue was alone on the space station, and somehow Dr. Light got aboard, and he basically sees Sue, and he's like, nice to see you, Sue, Sue, Sue Susie Q." and he just decides that he wants to
1: rape her.
0: Yep. So, and he yeah. does. He does decide. He, he rapes her. He rapes her.
1: Yeah, like, is, is he established as, like, not being all there or something? Because he seems like not just, like, a regular guy who's like, hey, I'm a villain.
0: We should get to the next story about Brad Meltzer a little bit more, too. Because Brad Meltzer was a huge uh, Teen Titans fan, too. Mm-hmm. And But Teen Titans turned... Dr. Light used to be a big Justice League villain. Then when he became a Teen Titans villain, uh, he was treated more as a joke. Like, he downgraded. Yeah. And so, uh, this was, this story was Brad Meltzer's way to explain why Dr. Light turned from a Justice League villain to a Teen Titans villain.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because early Justice League has a lot of villains, none of which really, like, stick at all because they're all, like, kind of lame. And then, like, so some of them, like, Dr. Light, then became a Teen Titans villain. He gets bounced around a lot. And, like, he was, like, a joke. Hmm. So this is, like, I guess an explanation on why he's a joke. But that's – this is so weird because
2: this is, like, so much darker of, like, a path. Like, usually you don't think of, like, comic book villains as, like – as rapists, when they're being taken seriously, you're like, "Oh, these
1: guys are threatening people." Yeah, that's a, that's the thing is like he in this, it's not even just the fact that he came up here and just immediately is like Suzy Q and rapes her, which is like already like sociopathic. Mm-hmm. But then as as they all find him there doing that and they're beating the shit out of him, he's like laughing and being like, "Yeah, I'll find all your wives. I'm gonna rape all
0: of them. and I'll it's rape like,
1: them all." Yeah, it's like no, really, it's really crazy.
0: Like he, yeah. he seems like a rabid animal. Yeah. yeah, this character was a megalomaniac like Doctor Zuma's villain. Then he became a joke villain. Then he became a rapist. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And
0: par- part of why this
2: is bad is that I, since I'm writing a story that involves some degree of sexual violence, is you have to think, if you want to use this kind of thing, you have to think why you're doing it, and you have to be very careful with doing it. Where it's like, this adds nothing. He could just be a guy that comes in here and wants to torment her or try and kill her yeah. to get back at like all the superheroes he hates. It's like, yeah. this yeah. degree, it's like... A lot of times you you misinterpret that like, yeah, hey, this adds more maturity because it's like really bad guys would try and do this." But it also like it's a very uncomfortable thing to try and like both to draw
1: and narrate. It's it's he, he, they're just trying to be like he's more like they're
2: trying
0: yeah. to make him be as as bad as possible. Yeah. I think so they retcon Sue who got raped into her backstory after she died. And now that yeah. it was a retcon, we never had to see how, how she dealt with this matter. Yeah. It's, it's just to add on that, to see, her being a victim. that too. It's
2: like that yeah. would be more interesting yeah. if you tried to tackle that subject because then you could say it was it had more of a purpose later on. But here it's
3: just that it adds, like it dumps on this woman that's already dead that was a beloved yeah. character. And that's why, like, that's the, this is the biggest asterisk on when I'm like, I like this book a lot, but this is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's unnecessary. And the... And I think the reason why is because... So, they decide as a group... Well, first, Hawkman's like... We have to do something about this because he's gonna come after us. He has, like, he he knows, you know, he he knows how to get here. And, and he, he even g-
1: says, like, I'm I, I'm just gonna look her up in the in the address book, like, and and like as he's chained up here, he keeps saying, like, Flash, I see a red- a wedding ring under your costume. You have someone at home too. Like, he's he's seriously like crazy.
2: Yeah, and he's he's yeah. chained
3: up. Like,
1: he's he's gonna get his ass kicked. And he's like, I know it, but I
2: gotta I gotta at least threaten their wives.
3: Yeah. yeah, so they decide as a group, and they get into more detail about who decides what and how everyone votes and everything, that they are not just going to mind-wipe him, but they're going to go in magically through Zatanna's powers and alter his personality.
1: They're going to, like, like magic lobotomy him.
3: Yeah, and they yeah. reveal that Zatanna mind
0: wiped a lot of villains, and that's how... Because it, it's kind of an interesting explanation because with the DC Universe with magicians and stuff like that it is very easy to figure out uh superheroes and also like
3: in the 60s characters like mind wiped characters all the time Mm -hmm. like professor x would mind wipe like every x-men villain like every issue (laughs) yeah
1: it also makes sense if you're like so against killing these goddamn deranged people yeah like at least least make them forget (laughs) yeah it's gonna be really hard to help him like he's really
2: dangerous it's like uh, if we can't get rid of his powers why not just make him not bad
3: yeah, and, like, I, I think the reason why he went for the rape is because he wanted something that was, like, so bad that could make the heroes want to lobotomize somebody. Yes. But, like, there are yeah. way less problematic ways to do also, that. Also,
1: there's, like, like, mass murderers that they don't do this yeah. to.
3: Well, yeah. then, part of the big reveal here that they say is, you, th- Ollie, uh, Green Arrow says, oh, you think we just did this yeah. to Dr. Light? <laughs> and that does spill out into other books like flash at the time like there's a flash villain that they did this to like et cetera et cetera. that's part of like the tie-in it's an event that changes everything kind of comic book thing mm-hmm. coincidentally this all happens at the same
0: time like all, all this comes back like it's through 20 years this was like ironclad secret all of a sudden this comes back in with this one <laughs> one week span. yeah yeah
2: so um green arrow explains this to wally in between scenes of basically them they're watching out over dr light's like apartment
0: yeah, so all, all the, 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 the the way the calculator has all the villains set up the the villain hub thing, uh, and they they get hired for out for jobs in this location, uh, and Doctor Light comes in so, because somehow he knows already that the Justice League is after for him, so he, like, maybe other teams are after him, I guess, uh, so he runs to the uh, this villain uh, hub and says, "Somebody, I need to hire somebody to save my life in the Justice League." It's weird
1: that it's weird to me that this this villain satellite exists. Like, why doesn't like Superman just come over and like zap it? Well, they yeah. they say like Batman's
2: specifically, or maybe not Batman, but Oracle's listening in to all this stuff, and they know she's taps. listening.
1: Yeah. but they yeah. also know that they're that they know that she's being listened like. They, they, the Justice League knows that they are onto them, and that they, they can just say whatever they want to. I think it's
2: this idea that maybe it's better to have them all in one place that you know you can storm, rather than having these guys split up. Possibly like they keep some tabs
0: them. Know. Like they, they, keep, they keep tabs on their, who's being hired for what that way.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. It could, it could also just, again, be like another complete oversight type of deal. With I
3: think this. it's just one of those comic book things. It's like, oh, this used to be the Legion of Doom's headquarters. So yeah, or, like, or it's whatever, like, oh, it's
2: cool that all these villains are here, like Boomerang and Monocle and Sans.
0: This does play a huge part. Like we're, we're brushing over it, but this does play like a uh, continuous role in the story. So it is it uh, weird to not focus on enough to yeah. explain that.
3: But I think, like, see, like, as a comic book fan, I was just, like, villain hideout. And I don't think twice about yep. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was, like, it's, a, it's like, it's floating above the planet. Like, near, don't, don't the Justice League have a floating base, too? Yeah. yeah. Space is
2: big, Phil. They're not going to run into each other.
1: <laughs>
3: it, I bet it's on the complete opposite side of Earth, so <laughs> they can't see each other. <laughs> yeah. Who's that?
2: Oh. So, um, uh, Dr. Light needs the help from someone. And so who does he get the help of as the Justice League breaks down the door to go get him? They got the help. Uh, uh, he got the help of Deathstroke, which I when I when I saw this, I'm like, this is just a dude with swords. Yes. Like, like, why would you not yes. get the guy that can like see the future and then have him help
3: you? So run Deathstroke away? is is a weird character because he's like, I guess because he's so popular because like the Teen Titans show and like because he's like always been like the Teen Titans main nemesis. Yeah. yeah. They like. They make him out oh like and this isn't just in this story. This story might be the most egregious example. It but is. But they make him out like he's this like, he, like powerhouse that can stop anybody. Yeah. But he's really like I get why he's a villain for like teenagers or like even like Batman. But like he can't fight Superman. It's like to stop the Avengers, you
2: bring in Wolverine. It's like no, <laughs> even if he's popular yeah. and cool.
3: I thought he was like Prometheus or Nemesis. He's right? not. Like, that's that's
0: just didn't why didn't he, he have is, like doesn't he doesn't <laughs> have a computer
3: brain? No, he, he, it's not he doesn't that he's anything he's it's that a guy. instead of using 10% of our brain he uses 90% of our brain <laughs> which is definitely a real thing and not yeah. just a thing that pop culture makes up
0: but to but to clarify uh, so I guess that's why Bradness would be a Teen Titans fanboy because not only did he want he to fix uh, Doctor Light he also wanted to elevate Deathstroke because Deathstroke uh. was a Teen Titans villain and now he's like now he's a Just League villain he can take on Just League he's so fucking badass
2: makes a lot uh, of sense but
0: uh, First of all, like, the Titans were able to, uh, like, fight off Deathstroke, even, like, in their earliest pieces when they were still, like, scrubs. Like, Deathstroke uh, had to work... To, to beat them. We're planning in uh, months of preparation uh, And then I've seen this, it's like them. you already have, you're fighting
2: the Flash and a woman that can st- make you disappear by saying the words backwards and a Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah. I'm like, this is already like, you're way yeah. ab- out of your league, yeah. buddy.
3: So just before we get to the fight, I just want yeah, to specify yeah. the, after Deathstroke shows up, the only other thing that happens in this issue is Dr. Midnight who's doing the autopsy on Sue Dibney reveals that it wasn't the fire that killed her. She was already dead mm. from yeah. some other thing. And so the, the fire was Cover, You're already um, dead. Yeah. She was killed by Fist of North Star. Yeah. <laughs> so now, So, back so to now,
0: the we, fight. right
1: before the fight, we're like going into this fight knowing as the reader that they're wasting their time because Dr. Light didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good. But we get to see a cool um, fight. Actually. Yeah, so this fight, actually, I both love and hate. Uh, it's, it, see, when I thought he had a computer brain and was super fast, I'm like, that's kind of cool because he he plans for everything. But... Knowing that he's just a regular Hey, client. hey! I thought you didn't like Prometheus, even with that excuse. Um, I usually it, it it's the way it's done here for me. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, it's not just like he wins. They show how he planned for every single one of their powers. Yeah, every page is like a person. Yeah, and it's still kind of it's still really dumb because it's, it's dumb
0: because like even if he plans like when he beat Flash when he's a Teen Titans Remember while he was a? This is why I was a Teen Titan. Like, Wally couldn't go to the speed of sound. And, like, here he just stabs Wally. Like, yeah, that's
1: the thing. So he... What, he what, that's sticks true. out
0: his knife
3: so the Flash runs he, into it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's, he puts his sword behind him because he's like, I can't outrun him, so I'll just predict where he's going to go. Which, okay, if he was going, like, a bit faster than you, maybe. But when someone's going... Like, I don't I don't think the writer realizes, like, the speed of light is so much <laughs> faster <why> the, than...
2: <laughs> there's the C4 explosions to delay him by nanoseconds.
1: So he has the time. Yeah, not even. like Like, seriously, like... It is such. A what, one of the confusing map. things
2: I was thinking of is like, how did this guy know all of these people be here and to fight them, or was he? Was this all like impromptu stuff planning? Where it's like, I okay. Mean, that's the thing,
3: like that. this is this is the like edgelordiest fight where it's just like he's yeah. so cool yeah, that he yeah. knows everything and he has counters for everybody right away. Yeah. And like they even say like he has such a good vision that he could use a laser pointer to defeat the Atom when he's microscopic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this that's is dope. why this is
1: see again, this is why I was like, he has a computer brain. That makes sense.
3: And, and Hawkman's <laughs> flying,
0: and uh the two of them charge at each other, and um hat was like narrating it, and he says Hawkman uh, is a trained warrior like he was a fucking general of like a, a, a <laughs> conquering alien force but he doesn't expect anyone going for his chest area and cutting <laughs> off his fucking wings no no warrior will prepare for a chest attack he gets like no one of the most vital parts
1: of your body what's extra dumb too is like he, he so he thinks of ways to fight all their powers mm-hmm. but they also let him do the the classic like martial arts thing where they, they only fight him one by one it's yeah. like if any of them fought at the same time they would use their powers and he would just yeah. lose
2: well, like it is that Green Lantern goes last, and it's like he, he waits a long yeah, wh- time. Wh- he waits he? for like six heroes to go down, and then he's like, "Now I'll come at you with my fists." It's like, "Come yes. on, Kyle!" And,
0: and that, and like, if this was Hal. I will believe it because Hal's a dumbass <laughs> and he's doing so <laughs> fucking time. But this is Kyle. Kyle's whole character is that he's the manager of one. He makes fucking like race cars and trains come after villains and stuff like that. Yeah, he he will not do this. And to make it even dumber, yeah. on top of. Uh, Kyle waiting for everyone else to be beaten and coming after him in melee combat. Now uh, it turns out that if you uh, grab a a lantern's fist and think really hard, you could overpower his ring. (laughs) Which I Uh, wasn't getting. For
3: for the record, Hal Jordan got his ring stolen by a hobo who had just (laughs) as much willpower as. (laughs) I love. So Steve
0: Brad Melzer's being the canon. He, he knows the fucking. Yeah, game. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, and if you're wondering how the the magician lady got beat, uh, she got punched in the stomach in such a precise way, yeah. yeah, that she. Vomits. And again, this
0: happens after while well, after she uh, Deathstroke beats up a Flash. So if she just said you stop existing while <laughs> she was, you find the flash, you'll be done, ready. And if what well, I. I, I... Again, this is why I was like, he must have
1: super speed too, because it's so quick. He goes from stabbing the flash to hitting her in the liver mm. to slicing open uh, Birdman or Hawkman. Yeah, and then cutting and, like, off it's,
2: green arrows,
0: arrows.
1: <laughs> it's so quick that I'm like, this is a, he must have super speed and super strength or something.
0: I was gonna say, after all this stuff, just like Prometheus their one weakness is a green arrow to the face <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and not just that but then once he gets the arrow in the eye they all are just like we don't have our powers he countered all of them but what we can do is just grab him and punch him and so they his, all the, jump on that's him. the
3: thing i want to specify is that yes this fight is complete bullshit but after like they he still loses he like still loses. If, yeah. if he beat them all and then like was just like, see you later, assholes. I feel like it would be more inexcusable, but this seems to me like a lot of just, like, fan service, action, like, bullshit. Because this is one of the big fights in the book. Yeah, but eats up, it, eats up, it eats up a lot of space. It, it, eats, been... up a, it eats up a lot. But then, like, yeah. he does lose. I still think it's dumb, though, that he loses. Like I do like still think it's Sly dumb. Said Don't get me wrong.
2: His, he did not expect Green Arrow to use an arrow and put it in his head. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what?
0: It's just not well written on any
3: level. At least you establish
2: just... Prometheus is, like, he's so smart, like, he can't ever be beaten, even though he's beaten the
3: exact same way. <laughs> yeah. Also, all these parallels to Cry for Justice, this came out years before Cry for Justice. Cry for Justice, it's, it's really interesting. Too, I said to Daryl that this Cry for Justice owes existence this Yeah, world. definitely. Yeah, 100%. This like really this fight. is just like kind of better Cry for Justice. <laughs> yeah. But so the the way the fight resolves, though, is they're all beating up Deathstroke, and Do- Dr. Light sees it, and it's like an, almost an exact parallel. Okay, so of here, here's, here's of what to explain. Cause cause it's hard to explain because it's so weird. But I have to explain because it's so weird. <laughs>
0: he sees yeah. Deathstroke being ganged up on by the villains. So he flashes back to when he was ganged up on the, the villains. Heroes yeah oh yeah sorry yeah so he sees <laughs> Deathstroke. he sees death truck being ganged up by the heroes so he seems to From my point heroes. of view
1: the jedi area yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So here's why it's weird dr light wouldn't see this yes yeah. it's yeah. third person He's like third person he's seeing himself in Deathstroke's place that's why that's why it's extra dumb because it'll make more sense of daring out getting up on dr Light to stop him and he yeah. remembers wow uh, this is just like that time that happened before And it is candid in it's third person because later on, (laughs) it's revealed um, that he goes crazy and blinds them all and reveals he <laughs> gives them a vision of this scene from the third person into yeah. their eyeballs and it becomes critical because this is how they find out that Batman was part of that fight
2: yeah see it's very I'm, I'm less upset about the weird third person stuff and more that they they're in the exact same positions as yeah, they were close. before I'm like this yeah. is too much of a coincidence they're yeah. multiple,
0: and this is the first this is the first time in like 20 years he fought them like there's 20 layers of dumbness.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah this, this is definitely Definitely, <laughs> like, this whole issue is so obnoxious because it has, like... Well, I guess the last issue had all the problematic stuff, and then this issue has all, like, the really dumb comic booky stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe, maybe we're through the worst of it, guys. <laughs> I
1: actually, you know, it's, like, one of those things that... The, I thought, again, some of the, like some of the panels in the fight are cool mm-hmm. and even even the idea of everyone jumping on him and like bringing him down because like they're as presumably they're trying not to kill this guy so if someone's like flailing and really strong like you you sometimes need like five, six people to just hold yeah, them. Yeah, I think you've always shown like a preference towards the, because what was it? It
2: was that Green Lantern story we read.
0: Well, the, the, the last film in Testament of Hell Jordan where Green Lantern beats up entire Justice League yeah Where it's like oh, yeah. Phil
2: was really enjoying that it's, it's cool to see what the writers do to negate everyone's powers or how they handle like the one versus yeah. many fights
3: this is the scene that I always refer to as the writer playing with his favorite action figures mm-hmm. because like obviously this writer loves Deathstroke a lot and wants to see how cool it would be for Deathstroke to beat everybody mm-hmm. and it really has that vibe of like almost like the opening scenes of Toy Story where it's like this big dramatic thing and then it like falls apart and you just zoom out and it's just a bunch of toys on the ground.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It
3: it is It is like,
1: it it is at its very core just too stupid because like the Flash could have just been inside the house, killed Deathstroke and taken Dr. Light before anyone thought that something was wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so on that... There's always that like
2: weird level of... Uh, suspension of disbelief that you have to have with people that move faster than anyone in the world where it's like you see that in anime too where when villains start talking it's like the fastest person could just go over and kill them instantly before the villain even recognizes they're they're
1: moving i think it's because like they always they're always like oh speed of sound speed of light but like i feel like they don't have a conception of how much faster that is than actual running like it's not like you're faster
0: and we are and we talked about i talked uh, uh, like uh, Super speed would be hell in real life mm-hmm. so I surmise that it would uh, probably more like an activated ability so you're not but even it, so he well. could activate but it he, before but they the get Flash there the Flash was running running towards Deathstroke when he knifed him so yeah, yeah. Like if he was, was cheap shotting that that's why his defeats in like the Titans made sense because a lot of times he cheap shotted the times when he least expected it like he ambushed Robin and characters like
1: that it, it's because the way the way they write it is always like it's you're like driving a really fast car or something but it's like no you're so fast that he could walk over there have it, like make a cup of coffee in the house come out and then kick deathstroke in the ass before that blade even got like <laughs> yeah. before
3: like yeah. before he even took it out of the sheet before he yeah. took a breath this is why yeah, it's, it's more so, useful to like, have
2: speedsters be like like um novices with their powers that they're they don't know like how
3: quicksilver it. is just like fast He's yeah. not. Yeah, or, or you fast.
2: have them be just fast instead of like superhumanly fast, like before yeah, Funk Light. is move. so fast.
3: Or you just do like what a lot of comic books do, where it's just like there's this bullshit reason why it negates the powers so that a bunch of nerds don't have to argue about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, Even like if us. it's bullshit, you're just like, yeah, I guess. You know? Or don't make them that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but just to make so, the scene again, just to make yeah. it clear. Uh, so they see
0: do- uh, Backlight sees Dev's being grabbed on by all the heroes. So he flashes back to the night he rapes through Dibney and he sees uh, he imagines himself as he sees himself being grabbed by the heroes and he, he screams to you
1: took you took my mind because he's yeah, like he remembers, he remembers being lobotomized
0: and so he, he goes, and, and so he goes quotes. from being so dumb he can't even do anything right to being uh, pissed off and then in this in this this moment he blinds all the heroes and they're they're incapacitated and he runs at this moment like he doesn't attack them all they're unconscious or anything he runs away and and, the, and, and it's not until Superman shows up later that they come they come back to their senses the uh, Justice League mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Superman yeah. shows up, and he's like, what the hell were you guys doing? Why are you going after Dr. Light? And Barry... Wally. Wally, w- Wally. Wally does the,
2: the neat thing where he takes the blame for it, saying, like, Ralph had a run-in with Dr. Light a few years back, so we were just going to go after him, since it was Green Arrows and Ralph's plan. And that yeah. it would be best for, like, Ralph to be the one to, to sock him in the face.
1: Yeah, they, and they say, like, you know, even Superman has to understand that, you know, if, if Lois was the one who died, like, he would want to go after him personally, mm-hmm. so... Um, he shouldn't be too upset. And then uh, they're like, "Well, Superman's like, you know, it couldn't be Doctor Light, right? You saw the a- autopsy thing." And they're like, "Oh shit!" So we have to figure out who it is. And then they start to talk about. Um, and I like this too because. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so Green Arrow uh, so Green Arrow's talking <laughs> Flash. There's yeah. so many. And Green Dash. Arrow's like, "I really appreciate you not like snitching on us." Mm-hmm. And while he's like, I didn't do it for you. Yeah. He's like, I didn't do it for you. I did it out of respect to Barry and Hal. I want the whole story before you like garnish their legacy, you know, trash the legacy of the guy who murdered everyone and tried to reboot the universe. But that's besides the point. But, but yeah, he's saying like, and he he basically says like, I want the whole story right now. Otherwise I'm going to call Batman right now and find out what the deal is because I saw Batman was there and you didn't say he was there the first time. And
1: so yeah. they cu- now Green Arrow starts narrating a flashback to when oh the God. wizard switched bodies with the Justice League, which is like, it's, it's, such, a so quick fucking scene, strong.
3: it's a quick scene where it's just like Silver Age campy story where the villains and the heroes switch bodies, which happened in the 60s, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and it's and they're basically saying, like, some of these villains were so crazy, like they did shit like this. And we just buried a father who, I don't know who this is.
3: That's Black Canary's dad had just died. A mother, I don't know who Satana's that is. Satana's mom had just <laughs> okay, died. And then Barry's a wife. wife is, had just died. Yeah, Barry's And this is wife. kind of like a critique on like when comics started getting more mature mm-hmm. in the 70s where like they start killing characters, but you still also have the campy villains yeah. and stories like that. How yeah. do you rectify those two worlds that you're telling? And
1: how do you see your friends and family getting killed and not... Kill or do something to these villains. Like so they keep that's doing the it. justification
3: yeah. on why they started yeah. lobotomizing. So they people. start
0: saying, like. You, and we should make this important point that, that they all, when, when they explained the, the flashbacks, they all, they weren't unanimous. They were divided. And uh, Barry was the deciding vote because of Iris' death three, uh, six months prior.
1: Yeah, so they were split 3 3. Barry's the deciding vote. And they. They try to lobotomize Dr. Light. I actually liked real quick before they leave. Like, he's like, How do you, how did like Superman and Bruce not know? And Green Arrow says, People aren't stupid. They believe what they want to believe and they hear what they want to hear. And you see Superman's ear like not picking this up or not letting himself or something. No, he's definitely
2: picking it up. He's just not like.
1: He's like ignoring it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, like, basically, like, how does Superman know about this? Uh, Because it'll be be, be super this point. this. It was basically a league within the league because. It was Superman, Batman, like the heavy heater, heavy hitters. Then it was the sea listers that like the mainstream doesn't know about. And basically Batman and Superman were were around so rarely that the league within the league usually had to make decisions unilaterally. And they had to be the ones to clean up. And basically basically, uh, a division happened where they had to do all the dirty work, like not the dirty work, like the the busy work, like uh, make sure the villains get sent to prison and all that stuff. While Batman and Superman just popped in just for the glory moments and left after that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And so they were lobotomizing these guys.
3: And one of my favorite lines in this whole book is when they're arguing back and forth. And historically, Hawkman has always been the, like, real conservative, militaristic guy. And Green Arrow has always been the, like, liberal, anti-capitalist, like, loudmouth. And basically once they started making this regular green arrow was like, I have a problem with this and we can't just keep altering people's personalities. And he said, that was the end. I threw the first punch and he punches Hawkman. And he says, Hawkman was kind enough to let it end at that. And flash says, wait, so that's what you've been fighting about all these years. It wasn't politics. And Ali says, no, you're not listening. It's always been politics. <laughs> and yeah. I really like this idea that these like <laughs> gods that like choose to lobotomize people and they can erase minds and go with super speed that they're argument about politics is should you use your powers to like lobotomize and mind Mm -hmm. white people because like i feel like that that is especially like in today's climate when we're like it's just politics when we talk about like human nature and decency and like yeah morality essentially yeah Yeah. and like i find that to be a like i really like the way the politics of this argument play out between the different personalities which is it's right Should around
2: like here where i was like i was like, getting pretty interested in the story not just for the Same. mystery it's like i really like this this struggle with what do you do about these dangerous people you know i've always talked about that like that kind of stuff like you wouldn't let yeah, the
1: especially someone live. he's such an asshole someone like the wizard who can take superman's body and be and go in it yeah like he could just destroy the You're world it's like, like a national security
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. as As we left, as we, you know, me, comic book writer from the <laughs> '70s, as as comics left the Silver Age, you still had these characters that had these godlike powers, but you were trying to tell more nuanced stories. And it there were a lot of growing pains, as we've talked mm-hmm. about extensively on the show. In that, this comic book uh, presents a lot of growing like, pains. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And it represents a lot of that. And it's also like trying to do like a postmodern analysis of what those stories, how those stories can make sense. If you're talking about like the history of Batman, the 70s still happened, but not for Superman. How does that work? And this yeah. kind of tries to draw the line on filling those gaps on how the Silver Age still is canon, but is more mature than we were pretending it was. Mm-hmm. So just to finish off this issue, yeah,
1: um, there's Boomerang's going to try to see his son that he's never met before. Yeah, and he's
3: just this totally washed up Flash villain that yeah. like nobody can even hire. He's just like this like out of shape, bald mess that's just like pitiful. He he uh, he wants to
1: meet his his uh, son, and then Tim Drake uh, is with his dad, and his dad's worried about him, and he's worried about his dad. And we should, we should point out like like you say that it's like oh they're
2: worried about him or they meet up but these are like pretty well written scenes about these yes. yeah. people caring about each it, other type of deal They're not
0: just they're not just uh, just to get the point across. They all actually have character moments yep. them. Yeah, totally. They're actually yeah. Really, Where it's like dad uh, genu- checks out his fooling.
2: eye because he got elbowed by a cyborg and he can notice yeah. that like he put makeup on over his eye that he thought was good enough to fool Alfred but couldn't fool his dad. So then his dad go yeah. gets ice and then he's like like he has his hands over the counter because he's clearly just like very. Troubled by the fact That his son's going out And risking his life Every night Like no
1: one no And on the TV It says Important is Are are, the, are those close To the league safe So obviously Tim's think, hearing this Thinking like My dad might not be safe yeah, You know Yeah
3: and the thing yeah. that I really like about these moments, too, is whenever we see the, like, Jimmy Olson's or Perry White's or, like, Tim Drake's dad, like, they're always seeing all these events totally secondhand. So, like, they're watching it at home on the news or they're looking at photos of it. And, like, that kind of thing, it shows how detached they are and just, like, that same kind of, especially, like, this is, like, a pretty soon, like, this is, like, a post 9-11 kind of book where it's just, like, there's fear around every corner for these characters that don't have any agency in the story. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so the the end of the issue where we're gonna end this episode. Ivy <laughs> Town, Jean, divorcee, <laughs> divorcee, and she's saying, "Please don't." And there's a shattered coffee mug, a phone through the wall,
0: somebody tying her from behind. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. And then
1: she's getting hanged on the door with a blindfold on, a gag in her mouth, and, and she's, call- uh, she's calling. She's uh,
0: Ra- calling. She's calling Ray, asking for his help. Yeah. She's, she's
3: calling here. the Adam, her ex-husband. Say, please save me. Yeah. And, it ends and that ends chapter three. Yeah. Serial yeah. killer.
0: So, uh, next time on Divisive Issues, (laughs) we will learn the identity of the killer. We will learn more secrets about who got mind wiped. We'll still argue more (laughs) about
1: that Deathstroke fight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All that and more uh, next time on Divisive Issues.
3: Yeah, so we will pick it up from here in two weeks. I know we went into a little bit more behind-the-scenes comics LOL nonsense here, Mm -hmm. but... We a story like this, I think, kind of needs it. So thank this you for this is an event. We got to treat us. like
0: an event, like it's worthy. This is like yeah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. You have to read all these tie-ins, which is just the first twenty minutes of this episode <laughs> to be able to follow it. And uh, yeah, so we'll pick it up there. Uh, in the meantime, check out the rest of the shows. The Flying Machine Network, flyingmachine.network, dot Network. Like Stranger Still, they are. They just did a whole episode on panic attacks and some ways that some of the hosts and other people have helped alleviate them, both through, like, medication and therapy and, like, you know, the science behind, like, mental tricks to help alleviate panic and anxiety, and it was a really great episode. So check that out and all the other shows and join our Discord and our Facebook group because... You know, tell us about the things you think about Identity Crisis, because I've never talked about this book without getting into an argument with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and we'll finish it up next time. Uh,
0: so, thank you all for listening.
3: It was revealed that I raped after I was murdered. Jeez. I've been always arguing about politics. I countered all
1: of Sly's moves before he used them. I've been plastic, man. Stay God,
2: I
3: give you the incredible
0: she calls for Ralph to help her and uh Ralph uh tries uh flies not flies back he runs black uh, <laughs> runs black? no he does
1: fly back uh, firehawk oh fire back. Back. Yeah. sorry I, 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 yeah. yeah
0: so firehawk uh flies in black No, fly, uh, flies in back <laughs> sorry okay let me just say it. So, I'm, I'm, uh, so firehawk flies him back and i um,
3: just gonna look it up <laughs> Hold on, future me while I edit. (laughs)